This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Friday, September 27th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. One 3D emissions rise in the valley. A new water fight opens up. And could impeachment speed up USMCA? Valley pesticide emissions decrease overall while 1,3-D rises. The Department of Pesticide Regulation released its preliminary estimate of emissions for volatile organic compounds, or VOCs, from pesticides in the San Joaquin Valley for 2018. Fumigate emissions decreased 7% over 2017. Non-fumigate emissions decreased 4% with a 5% decrease in total. The top contributor to emissions continues to be 1,3-D, accounting for 13% of the total emissions in the valley compared to 2017. 1,3-D emissions rose by 4%. Known by the brand name Talone, the product is used as a fumigate and a nematicide on a range of fresh produce, including onions, carrots, and strawberries. In 2017, DPR tightened its mitigation procedures with 1,3-D. The VOC report helps pest control advisors, growers, and registrants comply with regulations for reducing emissions. Here's the background. Under California State Implementation Plan, the SIP, DPR compiles data on VOCs from 3.8 million pesticide use reports across the peak emission months. The plan covers problem regions that fall below the federal air quality standards for ozone. That includes the San Joaquin and Sacramento Valleys, the Los Angeles region, and Ventura. The SIP requires DPR to reduce these levels by 12% in the San Joaquin Valley and 20% in all other areas from the 1990 mark. The 2015 pesticide emissions exceeded regulatory goals set forth in the SIP. This led to certain high VOC products being prohibited in 2015. High emission estimates, again 2017, led the prohibition to continue through at least the end of 2020. DPR notes that the decreasing emissions from the inventory suggest that these prohibitions continue to effectively reduce emissions. California pushes back after feds cancel water for fish. Last week, the U.S. Bureau of Reclamation announced that it would not increase delta flows through the Central Valley Project for what used to be an unconventional action known as Fall X2. The action, based on the biological opinions, is designed to promote habitat for endangered delta smelt. Now, the head of the California Department of Fish and Wildlife has shot back with a letter urging the Bureau to shift course. Director Charlton Bonham writes the decision is based on incomplete and inaccurate information and would undermine necessary species protections. He warned that as the potential disrupt negotiations over the voluntary settle agreements, which has included the two agencies. The SACB suggests the action would force the state water project to leave more water to the Delta, cutting into deliveries for Southern California cities. Ag billionaires donate $750 million to climate research. Stewart and Linda Resnick have made their fortune through their farm operations in the Central Valley and numerous food and drink brands under the wonderful company. Yesterday, they donated the second largest philanthropic gift to an academic institution, $750 million to Caltech for research into climate change and sustainability. Why not ag? 
The Resnicks have actually given back to the Central Valley, donating $100 million to charter schools and $20 million to a college prep program for ag careers. Stuart Resnick also maintains influence in other schools. He sits on the Board of Advisors for UC Davis and on the board for the Resnick Center for Food Law and Policy, named after the two for their donations, which now total more than $6 million. New York Times also notes that the Caltech climate research could ultimately benefit their bottled water business. Dems emphasize positive ahead of Lighthizer meeting. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and other Democrats are lauding the progress being made on moving towards ratification of the USMCA ahead of a meeting today with U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer. Let me just say, we're moving ahead on the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement, Pelosi told reporters. She wrapped up a news conference that was dominated by impeachment questions. Again, we're hoping to be on a continued path to yes. Now, take note. Pelosi brought up the USMCA issue herself. She clearly felt she had to assure nervous USMCA supporters that the issue wasn't going to get pushed aside. Progress today? Well, the meeting today with Lighthizer is expected to be fruitful, according to Representative Jimmy Gomez, a California Democrat, member of the select group of lawmakers tasked with negotiating changes to USMCA. Gomez told Agripulse that the plan tomorrow was to give Lighthizer an official response to his last offer on meeting Democratic demands. Lighthizer, in the meantime, stressing his willingness to work with Democrats. He spoke with reporters in New York on Wednesday night, and he said, We should modify this legislation to accommodate their needs. This should be a bipartisan bill. It should be something where there are wins for the president, there are wins for the speaker, and for Democrats. USFWS sued over neonics. The Fish and Wildlife Service decision last year to allow genetically engineered crops to be grown and neonicotinoid insecticides to be used on national wildlife refuges is being challenged now in court. The Center for Food Safety and the Center for Biological Diversity filed a lawsuit yesterday in federal court in Washington over the service reversal of its 2014 decision to phase out the use of GE crops and neonics on refuges. The final day for a DMC sign-up. Today is the last day for milk producers to enroll in the Dairy Margin Coverage Program for 2019 coverage. The original deadline was last Friday, but that was extended one week until today. A USDA spokesman says there will be no more extensions and that the 2020 sign-up will start October 7th. That's a week from Monday. Lawmakers leave behind questions about USMCA in the budget. A government shutdown has been adverted, but lawmakers are leaving behind some major unfinished business as they recess for two weeks amid the new impeachment push in the U.S. House. The Senate cleared a stopgap spending bill yesterday to keep the government funded through November 21st, but the Senate and the House still have a long way to go to pass spending bills for fiscal 2020, which starts Tuesday. And now... There's the question of what Democrats' new focus on impeachment will mean for farm groups' number one legislative priority, and that is the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. Here's today's He Said It. Someone at Westland needs to make some fiscally responsible decisions about their legal strategy. That John McManus, executive director of the Golden State Salmon Association, McManus celebrating the California Supreme Court ruling against the Water District in a case about raising the level of Shasta Dam to increase storage capacity. 
Well, that's Daybreak West for this Friday, September 27th. Brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.